So you're a dentist, eh? You're in the right place. This is the Canadian Dentist Podcast with Dr. Carlo Biasucci, where you'll get a truly Canadian approach to building a low-stress, highly profitable practice and live life on your terms. Learn more at TheElitePractice.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. I have joining me today, Danny Bobro, president of AIM Dental Marketing, who has helped grow practices since 1989. Folks, that's a long time, okay? That's, uh, <laughs> you know, over 30 years in the business. So he's also executive director of Climb for a Cause, The Smile Tree, and is American Academy of Oral Systemic Health founding executive committee chair. He holds two MBAs, one from University of Chicago Graduate School of Business, one from KUL in Belgium. Danny's a mediator and arbitrator certified uh, by the Center for Conflict Resolution and Better Business Bureau. He has successfully completed the improvisation curriculum of the Second City, which I find interesting, uh, and is a member of the CEO Roundtable at the University of Chicago's Graduate School of Business. And he's here today to share with us some tips on how to ethically grow our practices with his vast experience. Welcome to the show, Danny. Well, thank you very much, Carlo. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, let's get into this uh, vast amount of content we want to try to tackle today. I'll let you uh, take it from the top. Let's sure. let's talk about, uh, well, you can start in any direction that you like. Sure thing. Well, I, first of all, I want to acknowledge and, uh, and and let everyone know I appreciate working with you largely because of your commitment to uh, cause marketing. We basically, we seem to be physically, uh, philosophically aligned in that regard. Uh, I, you mentioned in an earlier podcast how rather than just trying to shout louder than the, uh, your, your esteemed colleague down the street, it makes sense to sort of have your reputation precede you. So, you know, in, engaging in community outreach, letting people know that you're, you and your practice uh, have a heart and uh, see beyond just the, uh, the next set of teeth is, uh, I think, a very important component of a successful marketing plan. Uh, in terms of just diving into some specifics, I thought your your listeners, especially your Canadian listeners, would find uh, of interest is that if any of them are doing uh, an AdWords campaign, uh, paid search with Google, effective the 1st of July, uh, they could get hit with the goods and services tax and the harmonized sales tax. It's a simple fix. You have to go into your account or whoever's managing your paid search account, have them go in and uh, and, and be sure you entered the tax information, uh, uh, your your registration number, and that will help you avoid that tax. Because I think, as you and I discussed before the uh, before the podcast, uh, dentists are typically not subject to that tax, right? That's right. Most dentists in Canada aren't going to be registered for GST or HST, but uh, you know, talking to your accountant, you may be able to register even though you don't remit, but still bypass the, the Google hand down tax that's coming. So that's great information. I wasn't aware of that either. So uh, hopefully, um, you know, folks who well, are doing those campaigns just, will know. Well, I asked my team to update me periodically, and that was this week's update. So, uh, I mean, <clears throat> it was not fairly recently announced, so mm-hmm. wouldn't feel too bad about that, but I'm glad to share it. Um, and just continuing discussion about some some ways to leverage your your marketing. Uh, if you are doing SEO, or you have someone doing SEO for you, uh, I suggest that you really have them focus more on the Google My Business side because that's the local search component. And uh, as as a dentist, we are pretty much you are pretty much all 
designated or would consider yourselves rightly a, a local business, a local merchant. And when people are searching for a dentist, right or wrong, convenience seems to be the, one of the top factors in their decision to join a dentist. So they're going to be looking at the local results, the three-pack, as it's variously called, or, or the Google My Business side of things. What you want to do is be sure that you're, you have a description in there. Often uh, the, the dental descriptions are lacking or they're not very, very robust. Uh, you, you should have it up to 300 words. You want to be sure that the content is unique. Uh, don't, so in other words, don't pull it from the website because Google is looking for unique content and will ding you if it doesn't think that or doesn't uh, recognize it as such. Another great idea is to sort of set up a photos editorial calendar, if you will. Think of yourself, your practice as a magazine that has to be pushing out uh, new content on a regular basis. And some really good content for Google My Business is, is photos of your practice, uh, photos of your practice, yourself, and your team. You can also try to repurpose unique images from your Facebook feed to uh, to populate your Google My Business with a regular stream of, of photos. That's sort of a key component. A little later on, we talk about video, is that Google would rather see a steady stream of unique, fresh, relevant content added to your web presence, be it your website or your Google properties, than a big blast all at one time. In fact, I've seen practices penalized. Uh, they go through a great deal of effort to add unique content to their site and uh, like a bunch of blog posts that they haven't posted blogs for a year and then they post four in a week or, or, or 16 in a month. Uh, Google scratches its electronic head and, and wonders what's going on. So that's another good idea to, uh, to bear in mind. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, most people think you only also want to post directly. Page. Sorry, I say most people only think uh, yes. directly about their Facebook page. They don't think about putting content on their Google My Business page. So that's that's a good point. No, it is. Um, you know, and and YouTube as well, since and Instagram as well. So, you know, Facebook owns Instagram, Google owns YouTube, and obviously manages you know owns the Google My Business page. These are, and that's why when I talk about helping our health partners, which is how we refer to our clients, to help them optimize their web presence, you'll notice I don't say website because your reputation, your, your electronic reputation is represented on a number of platforms, directories, review sites, Google, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. So it's a really good idea to keep that in mind. I'm glad you underscored that point, Carlo. Uh, so you want to also post directly to your Google My Business listings every week. Uh, and and this is still still discussing about the photos. Uh, now, you may be wondering, well, I don't have a lot of photos. How do I get them? The, the, the Androids and the iPhones are really high quality. Um, and I'm not really suggesting that you necessarily try to do this yourself. But if you have a good eye, as so many dentists do, and you've got just a reasonable investment in equipment, mostly lighting is where it comes in most handy, uh, you can try to take your own photos. Another kind of tip and trick to keep things low cost is to bring in a, a Google certified photographer to do a Google 360 tour of your office. If you don't have one, Google likes to see the tour. But the way we found to leverage that is to, and this should be well under $1,000, uh, Canadian or otherwise, uh, you just 
hire a photographer to come out and do the tour, which is basically is you know it's a virtual tour of your office. You've probably seen them on, on other websites, but while he or she are out there, uh, ask them to just shoot some photos, some stills of the practice of yourself, of your team members, and then as I said, inventory those and just schedule to submit them from time to time onto your Google properties. And another way to beef up your Google My Business presence is to post questions and answers to your account. Uh, just create the questions and answer them. Uh, you know, like what, what would you do with a loose tooth? How do you handle a, a, a tooth that falls out? How to uh, ensure that uh, your implants integrate properly, uh, for best healing, what are the best whitening options, etc. cetera. Uh, do not copy and paste these from your FAQs though. Because if you do that, you'll get, again, get dinged by Google for duplicate content. That's a very that's interesting. pretty much what I got for Google My Business, Carlo. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's excellent, Danny. Most people would not think to beef up their own listings like that. And I wonder how many uh, of folks listening, you know, who are working with a company to manage their My Business page have those things up to speed. So that's those are some good questions for people to pose to uh, their providers. Right. Well, and the reason it's such a powerful ranking factor, to your point, Carlo, is that most of your colleagues probably aren't doing this. Yeah. And so, you know, that'll, that'll help you kind of raise your head above the crowd that much, that much higher. Yeah, excellent. I think so another area where I, another general area is, you know, uh, if you, you've heard the expression, uh, uh, a picture is worth a thousand words. And, <clears throat> excuse me, a corollary to that is that video is worth a million. And videos become ever more important, not only in terms of ranking, but also in terms of connecting with the audience. And to Google's credit, these are now beginning to merge. As an SEO specialist, we had to play historically to two different audiences, which was kind of frustrating. One audience were the, to be sure, the human eyeballs that would eventually be taking in the, the presentation on your website, on your Google My Business page, and on your SEO ads and, and Google, I mean, SEO uh, rankings and Google ads and, and everything else. And then the other, the other um, audience was the algorithm, which was we're trying to play to so that people that didn't know you yet, would, you would rank for them. Uh, you would rank for when people were searching for a dentist in your area. To Google's credit, they've begun to merge those two audiences by really wanting to focus in on what is the user experience when they land on your website. And so they're measuring things like, what is your bounce rate? And bounce rate is for every 100 people that visit your website, how many just leave immediately? In other words, how many just bounce off the homepage? Hence the term bounce rate. Uh, another measure is time on site. How long do they spend on the site? And another one is, is really penetration. How many pages do they view, do they visit? And so you can see now where not only does video help garner and, and, and maintain the attention of people who are visiting your site, but Google also pays attention to that. So if they see that somebody's been on your site for significantly longer than your competitors or that the, the more page views have taken place, then you're going to get ranked higher. And one way to ensure this is to have quality video on your site. Now, there are three general types of video that you can post. The first, no particular order, would be custom videos. Uh, 
this is where you would bring out a uh, professional team to spend a day or a couple of hours at least at your office, maybe interviewing you, interviewing patients, doing an office tour, and that can get rather expensive. It depends who you work with, who you know, but and, and it can it does have its place for sure. Another form of video are just um, a license or a subscription to procedure videos. Now, these don't really help directly with SEO because it's not unique content unless you're filming them yourselves, but that can get very expensive. We, we offer a license of animated procedure videos, but the benefit is it helps you connect with a patient. It helps the prospective patient understand the procedure that perhaps they're contemplating. It also helps you sell the procedure to a current patient because you can send them home to talk to their spouse about the case presentation with a link to the video. But the benefit from an SEO standpoint that you do get is it keeps people on the site longer. So again, that's, that's a benefit. And then the one that I'm most passionate about because it's the easiest to implement and it guarantees the steadiest flow of quality videos is, is patient testimonial videos. Now we offer a nine step guaranteed process on how to secure these videos. And what's great about them is that this is, goes back to like the idea about the inventory of photos for posting to your Google My Business page. With this process, you're regularly scheduling people to come in and to say a few words on, on camera, one or two minutes about their experience with your practice. The coaching goes into considerable detail because we learned that most practices, while they do agree this is valuable, left to their own devices, few of them ever end up doing it. And uh, I was a little frustrated by that probably 10 years back now. And I took the time, I spent a weekend in my office just focusing on, now why aren't people doing these videos? And the reason I found is that they lack the protocol. Just as you have a protocol for your clinical procedures, if you're going to consistently perform something on the practice management, marketing, or patient communications side, you need likewise to employ that, that clinical approach to establishing a protocol. So that's what we offer. And uh, that's, a, that's a really been a very uh, beneficial way to help our health partners, uh, again, get, get, you know, raise themselves above the crowd in terms of ranking and, and, and engagement. Yeah, great point. Testimonials are probably the most underutilized but highly valuable uh, marketing tool that uh, is available to us. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Sure. <clears throat> yep. Well, and then if you want, we could just talk simply about what constitutes effective dental marketing plan structure. Yeah, because again, let's go through it. you need to have a process. Sure. Well, understanding it, that it's a process and it doesn't end when the phone rings. I know you know this, I'm preaching to the choir, but really it only be, doesn't even end when somebody becomes a new patient. Uh, the education, the running the race at the patient's pace is, is a, a critical component to success with growing and retaining a good, uh, you know, a good patient base. Uh, but I also like people to know that, uh, you know, we all kind of, enjoy to varying degrees doing things beyond our, our skill set, you know, and if you, and if you derive enjoyment from that, then so much the better. Just recognize that there is a cost when you don't focus on what, what Tom Oren likes to call your zone of genius. And, and that means being successful is as much about doing what you do best as recognizing what others do best and delegating to them. 
So that's a really important thing to bear in mind. But if you're going to delegate, you also have to have a means for holding your various people accountable. And the way that we've, and you know that I'm very committed to this, and one thing you don't know, Carlo, is that we're having a whole new rollout of basically dental marketing dashboard 2.0 in July. We're really psyched about that. But you do know that we, we offer a dashboard so that our health partners can see for themselves exactly where their spend is going, whether their spend on AdWords is uh, Google Ads is what they call it now, whether that spend is optimal, whether they're wasting money or whether they're not investing enough and they're missing opportunities. It also lets you know exactly what your return on investment is and cost per patient by tactic. And this is a way not only to hold your marketing accountable, but it also gives you actionable intelligence marketing. So your marketing, your data shouldn't just be looking backwards, it should be looking forward. It should identify opportunities. For instance, we'll report on the percentage of calls, bona fide new patient opportunities that were generated, of those calls, how many were actually converted into patient appointments? This is sort of your team's batting average, if you'd like to think of it that way. And you and I actually, we share a, a health partner in common where we were seeing some, some worrisome statistics where their, their, the, their batting average was, was really low. And we reached out and we learned that while that may have been the case that some more coaching was indicated, the more relative constraint was the fact that the, uh, our health partner had lost a associate and wasn't able to get new patients into the practice for two or three months in some cases. So I don't care how good you are at telephone skills, how good you are at converting calls to appointments. If you're asking a new patient to wait three months, you're going to have a challenge on your hands. But at least the dashboard revealed that question. And, and then we found the answer wasn't maybe what we were expecting, but at least we, we then came up with a prescription, which is get an associate. Yeah, exactly. It, those dashboards, I find uh, there's so many versions. I like your version. We did talk about it uh, on, a, on a webinar we did uh, with your audience recently. And uh, I like the simplicity of it. It does tie in the marketing spend. So I think that's a, it's a very well laid out. I'm excited to see 2.0, which I know I'll see because we do have uh, some some clients in common. And, uh, you know, just to kind of see what, what you've added to it, because uh, this will be new for me to see. But the bottom line is, is when you have data, you know where to put your hands. Like, you know, most dentists look at the bottom line and often it's a P&L six months later. And it's like a, and it's a postmortem. It's, you know, well, that's great. We had a good month. We had a bad month. But if I have data this week for this week, I know where to put my hands. I know that, okay, we have an issue here. I need to go fix X, Y, or Z, or at least that's where I should start looking. So the data is critical. That's right. And, you know, and then you can set goals too for your teams. And, and what makes it actionable too is, you know, a, a goal can be demotivational. An incentive can be a disincentive if the team feels like they don't have the plan or the tools for reaching the goal. And that's another area where an actionable intelligence marketing dashboard comes in so, so handy. Um, and, you know, one of the, I guess the last topic I'd like to share is that so often we see that somebody is, is we're doing a great job getting a health partner's phone to ring and I touched on this a little bit earlier, but the rate of conversion is far lower than it really ought to be. And again, that's not the fault of the team member. The team members, by definition, because they're in this profession, are probably caring professionals, and they, they, 
you mentioned in your podcast last week, uh, Carlo, that you know you should ask your team members, well, why are you in this business? Why are you, why do you work here? It's because you know, and some of them, if they're honest, they may say, well, it's a paycheck, and that's also a flag because what you really want are people who are passionate and 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 have a s- series of stories, true stories to tell about w- examples of how they've been impacted personally or have observed a patient being so positively affected by the by the care that they were given in the practice because nobody ever bought anything without an exchange of enthusiasm and that really ties in to the vital importance of making sure that your team are coached on telephone skills how to convert calls into appointments because as you also mentioned in a previous podcast people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care so we go to great lengths to trying to address this bottleneck as I know you do to be sure that your team know how to establish rapport, convey empathy, exude enthusiasm, ask the right questions in the right way at the right time, and employ highly effective listening technique to connect with those callers. Because we like to say, before you make an appointment, make a friend. It also goes a long way towards reducing your uh, cancellation and no-show because people really are less likely to cancel an appointment when they feel they've made a personal commitment with someone with whom they have a personal connection. Yes, exactly. Was there anything else that you wanted to dig into in terms of your content services or otherwise? Just that, as you mentioned, we've been at this for 32 years, which makes us the uh, most experienced dental marketing agency in the country, possibly in North America, probably include Canada. And uh, we've we've really kept in business and prospered by under-promising and over-delivering. I I don't promise the world. We do take a... uh, just as you would never uh, present treatment without first examining your patient because uh, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice, as Socrates said, we take the same approach with our health partners. We do an in-depth assessment of where you're at now, how well your web presence takes aim, how well it attracts, impresses, and motivates. And if it ain't broke, we won't fix it. There's always plenty of work to be done. And many times we'll evaluate a website and say, you know, on the I scale, how well it impresses people, we don't need to change much. Where the where will where you will benefit is that we can help attract more qualified prospective patients, and we can also help structure things so that your site motivates them to take the desired form of action. And yeah, any of your anybody who's reviewing this who's interested in learning more about our approach, I'd be delighted to speak with you. You can reach me at 800-723-6523 or dbobro, that's D-B-O-B-R-O-W, at aimdentalmarketing.com. Excellent. That was good. That was my next question, you know, how people can get in touch with you. And if um, folks are, are, who are listening are, you know, they have a web provider, you know, they, they've heard some things, they're interested, uh, and potentially want to maybe have you take a look at it, is that something you could do? Could you audit what they've got? Yeah, absolutely we can, and, and thanks for asking that because the, da- the dashboard is also agnostic. We'd obviously like to be reporting on our results for you, but if you would like to benefit from the dental marketing dashboard, we can offer that as an a la carte service. Uh, you would just need your marketing to marketing firm to agree to be held accountable, and sometimes we meet some resistance on that, uh, which I guess is un- understandable but unfortunate. Uh, but as long as they're willing to cooperate with letting us uh, report on the results, uh, we're happy to do that. And if they're doing a great job for you, then that's all you're ever going to need from us. 
Excellent. And is there somewhere where people can see what uh, kind of metrics the dashboard puts out? Is there anywhere that people can take a look at it or, or will they get that on the audit? Oh, absolutely. Well, they can go to aimdentalmarketing.com and they can see a sample of the dashboard in action, but we will be glad to do the audit and, uh, and set something up for them if that's of interest. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, uh, if they go to aimdentalmarketing.com, they won't miss. Perfect. All right. They won't. Well, that's a, that's a, a rapid fire round of excellent tips. Uh, if I hope that you will listen to this again with a pen and paper, write a lot of those things down and, you know, start asking those questions of your own marketing. Um, are we doing these things? Could we be doing these things? Uh, am I, you know, supposedly paying for these things and not getting them? So there's a lot of, a lot of really important tips there. And I think uh, if people take the time to write them down and just maybe, you know, send a bullet list to your current marketing person or, or group and uh, potentially take up Danny on an audit and see how they shape up, I think you might find uh, you can close the gap on a few things. That's, that's great information, Danny. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure, Carlo. Thank you for the opportunity. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canadian Dentist Podcast. If you want to know how Dr. Biasucci tripled his practice in three years and cut his work week in half, request your free information kit at theelitepractice.com.